0: Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, an award-winning tour showcasing Asheville's spectacular rooftop views and fascinating city history. Enjoy handcrafted drinks and delicious food with reserved seating and transportation included. Visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. And by romanticashville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting romanticashville.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required.
1: Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and on all your favorite podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Buzzsprout, Pandora, and Amazon. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to stories from travel buffs and vagabonds to globetrotters and digital nomads. And today, I am very excited to announce the new Speaking of Travel plus Leave No Trace series with Richard Crawford, the host of the Amazon Prime TV series. And Ricky, it is so awesome to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Uh,
2: You're welcome, Alan. I'm really, really excited. You and I have been chatting now for, I think, about five or six weeks um, in the lead up to this. And yeah, really looking forward to this.
1: Well, Ricky, I'm going to call you Ricky, even though you're Richard Crawford on your Leave No Trace Amazon TV series. Let's talk a little bit about about that series and how you kind of got yourself into
2: to doing this amazing show. Well, you know, how I got in there is a, a, quite, a, quite a long story. Do you want me to start there?
1: <laughs> well, let's just kind of start at the beginning. We'll take let, it from let, there. Let's start
2: at the beginning. So ultimately, just a, just a little quick background on the show itself. It is Leave No Trace. Um, it is a show about ecotourism. And basically, I'm very, very fortunate. I get to travel the world highlighting incredible destinations, incredible experiences, but with a focus on ecotourism. And, you know, ecotourism, we'll get into it later on, but it is not, uh, people sometimes when you hear ecotourism, they think barefoot, mud hut and berries, right? And that is just not the case. But we'll get into that later. But let me let me kind of start at the beginning. How, how did I get into, you know, enjoying travel so much and, and getting to do so much travel? Well, I think the bug actually started when I was a kid. I, I grew up in a town called Paisley in Scotland, right outside of Glasgow. Um, which is actually famous for Paisley Pattern, if anybody wants to look that up. <laughs> if you've got a, a pair of socks or a tie or a shawl that's Paisley, then that's the town that I grew up in. Uh, but anyway, that, that town, Glasgow Airport, is actually in Paisley. Uh, and I grew up in a, in a little neighborhood that was directly across a major highway, uh, what we call a motorway in the United Kingdom, from Glasgow Airport. And back when I was a kid, um, it, was, it was allowed... Um, to go to an airport at any time on any given day just to hang out if you wanted to, especially from a kid's point of view, where it was like this huge, massive building full of people and arcade games and escalators. Uh, I used to literally run across the highway, dodging cars for the most part. Um, me and my friends would go there and spend all day at, at the airport, at Glasgow Airport. Um, and I, I always, I, I can remember this vividly as a kid hearing and seeing all these different people from different places coming and going hearing different accents seeing different styles of clothing seeing how people just look different and, and i always remember thinking to myself i want to travel like where are they going what, you know what are they doing it's so intriguing and interesting um, so that is where the bug started for me from a travel point of view um, you fast forward um about a decade or so and i I eventually actually came over to the United States for the first time to, to go to college at University of Alabama. Woohoo! <laughs> you might you might gain a lot of listeners and lose a lot of listeners. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, that's what brought me over to the United States. But I, after college, I started working and representing a, a large, one of the largest single malt Scotch whiskey companies in the world called Glenlivet, which again, kind of. I fell, in, fell into that and very, very fortunate. But ultimately what I was doing was telling the Glenn Levitt story and, and you know to audiences, whether it was consumers or sales folk. And it required a lot of travel, traveling all over basically North America. Um, and again, what I was doing was just telling stories. Well, I ended up getting into my own business. I left Glen Levitt and started my own business, Richard Crawford Luxury, where I was not just talking about a Scotch whiskey, which is part of an elevated lifestyle. But I was talking about the elevated lifestyle as a whole, um, and that included, you know, clothing. That included watches, glasses, whiskey, and then ultimately travel. I was visiting some really nice locations around the, you know, around the United States, nice hotels and, and stuff like that. Then I met my business partner, my production partner um, from Sydney, Australia, Ben Alcott. I met him when we were actually filming the zero gravity experience down in Florida where you go up in a 747. It's what astronauts used to train in called the Vomit Comet. He was there for his birthday. He had come over from the United States to to treat himself for his birthday. I was there to actually film it. Our cameraman couldn't get onto the flight, and Ben took the, the cameras from me and said, yep, let's, um, I'll do it for you. I own a production company. And long story short, a few months later, we became really good friends, and we decided to go out and make a television show. And actually the television show started, it was called um, out of the ordinary was the original title of the show. And again, what we were doing was just going around the world and and highlighting these incredible bucket list experiences. But we realized when we were doing it that a lot of the places that we were visiting had these underlying sustainable, ecotourism, community-driven programs that that I was really impressed by. And very often it was in a detriment to these companies' bottom line that they, they it was costing them money to be that aware and to be behind the belief of, of, of ecotourism. So for me, I felt like that story had to be told. So we changed the story, for we changed the show from Out of the Ordinary to Leave No Trace. And that, that's that's about five or six minutes worth of the history of how we got to where we are today.
1: And when the show started, you really had a focus and a mission to highlight uh, destinations and attractions and people around the world who are focused on really making a difference on this planet and being able to create programs and philosophies even around eco-responsible, leaving no trace, taking care of our planet, and, and be able to go there and participate and be a part of all of that. That must be very satisfying for you.
2: It is. It is very satisfying. And again, we went to a lot of different locations around the world, a lot of different cultures and, and you know, differences in the places we went to, but all with the same common goal, which which was nice for me to see.
1: Well, I'm excited about partnering with you on this, Ricky, to be able to educate and have fun at the same time around ecotourism and responsible travel because life is a little different now. You know, we've we're coming out of a a time where we haven't been able to travel. We've been, you know, staying at home and just living vicariously through our dreams of travel and, and our memories. And now people are actually starting to step back out into the world. And I feel like we have we all have a responsibility to uh to begin traveling again in a more mindful and responsible way and i feel that with your experience and knowledge and and just being on the ground with people who have who have been doing this for a while together we can help educate and get more mainstream focus into how we can travel better and differently as we move forward
2: yeah yeah for sure. I mean it's been been a little bit of bad and good when it comes to covid. Obviously the bad aspect is nobody could travel anymore, right? But there is there is there is a positive side to this. And and I think you can find it online. I don't know the exact site, but if you do a little research, you'll see pictures of cities and places pre-pandemic and during the pandemic, right? And the difference is just mind blowing. Like the, they look, the cities look cleaner. There's less pollution. There's a return of wildlife to places that they weren't in before. What, you know, we've talked about this dolphins showing up again in areas that they haven't been for years. Um, so that that's that's the positive side of it. And I think the other thing is that it's it's given us a clean slate and given us the ability to stop and say, all right, um, you know, we needed to make a difference. And now when we do travel, we've seen the difference it can make through these. Through these side by side pictures, so let's make a, a much bigger effort to to keep it that way, even when we travel.
1: Absolutely. And when we come back from the break, we're going to start by just giving some definitions. You know, we're hearing a lot of terminology now. Uh, offsetting your carbon footprint. How to, you know, people are are looking at how to choose an eco friendly destination. What do these even mean? What what? What can we say as far as defining and and representing what these uh, terms mean as we start to go out and travel? So, Ricky, when we come back, let's let's just pick up right there and start looking at how we can all make a difference in the way that we step out into the world today. Sounds good. All right. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here with Richard Crawford, Ricky, as we're calling him. He's the host of the Amazon Prime series, Leave No Trace. And if you haven't seen it, I suggest that you get online and check it out. We'll be right back.
3: It's summertime in Subieville, which means it's time for adventure here in western North
1: Carolina. Or more aptly, time to get outdoors and outgoing down a road less traveled. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. And off the beaten path, nothing says tough like the tried and true reliability of an all-wheel drive Subaru. There's a reason why 97% of Subarus sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today and ready for the next adventure. Discover the beauty of all-wheel drive
3: at Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road, Nashville, or visit us online at PrestigeSubaru.com. Buongiorno, this is Mark Smith, president of Private Italy Tours LTD. We are now accepting fully refundable deposits for our October 5-16 through 16 tour of Puglia, the heel of Italy's so-called boot, and nearby Basilicata. We keep safety first, away from crowds, and enjoy open-air explorations of towns like Alberobello, home of Puglia's famed truly houses, Lecce, the so-called Florence of the South, and Matera, Basilicata's famed town of cave houses. We will share private boat excursions with our guests along the coasts near Gallipoli and from the very tip of Italy at Santa Maria di Liuca. Fabulous wines and meals, private ensuite accommodations, and easy days are yours on this wonderful experiential journey. You will be based at just two locations during our tour, a gorgeous Pugliese winery and from a flawlessly restored, 16th century Castello. We still have some rooms available on this unforgettable journey, and we are also offering all six of our 2022 tours, from Venice and Florence, Umbria and Marche to Italy's poetically beautiful lake region, to Sicily and the Amalfi Coast. Italy is yours, with Private Italy Tours Ltd. private-italy.com
4: fly me to the moon let me play among the stars and let me see what spring is like on a jupiter and mars in other words hold welcome back my to speaking
1: House. of travel i'm your host marilyn ball and i'm here today with Ricky Crawford, Richard Crawford from Leave No Trace TV, the Amazon Prime TV series and we're talking about ecotourism and mindful travel and Ricky it's just really exciting to be connected with you now like you said we've been talking for about 5 or 6 weeks and just getting to know each other and and again, you know, this opportunity that you've had over the past couple a uh, couple of years, I guess, how long have you had the TV show?
2: yeah, I mean it's been airing for you know about a year now, but it's the production actually started about almost three years ago,
1: and you've been all over the world. in fact, some of the destinations i i I just was in awe that you even showed up there. Give us just a little idea of how these places that you've visited have come up to your. To your mind, why you went there?
2: Yeah, I mean, a lot of it was was honestly doing a little bit of research um, and, and finding out what were some of the best organizations and not limiting ourselves geographically at all. Like, what are the best organizations out there that are doing a lot for ecotourism? And the ones that we came up with were, you know, Peru, Chile, Maldives, and domestically here, New Mexico. So there's a lot out there, and I've since then finding a lot more and really looking forward to season two.
1: <laughs> I know that's so exciting because Amazon has picked you up for a couple more seasons, right? Yeah,
2: exactly. Yes.
1: So I want to talk a little bit with you about this terminology, because if I, as I've gone through your promotional materials and how you present your show and, and the concept of your show, there's a lot of terminology, conservation, sustainable travel, ecotourism we're passionate about the health of our planet and these social issues that are all just top of mind. But Ricky, let's talk a little bit about what some of this terminology even means when when we're thinking about sustainable travel. How would you even define that?
2: Well, I think I think we'll start with Merriam-Webster's definition of ecotourism. So, so let's just start there, and then we'll, we'll break it down a little bit. So. The practice of touring natural habitats in a manner meant to minimize ecological impact. Um, I, I can put it in three words, leave no trace, right? So that's that's really where the 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 origin for the, the title of the show is. So ultimately, ecotourism is just the belief that you should be a responsible tourist uh, and showing consideration for the environment and the impact that your presence has on it. And also. It's not just about the environment, but ecotourism touches also on local community. So, you know, whether it's indigenous tribes or whether it's local communities, you want to be aware of those principles also.
1: And then when you talk about offsetting this carbon footprint, I'm not sure what exactly that means. Like,
2: what is a carbon footprint? footprint. So a carbon footprint is a measure of the total amount of greenhouse gases released the atmosphere either by you know an individual or by an organization or by a country as a whole um and you know a greenhouse gas is just the type of gas that's released in the atmosphere that blocks any heat from escaping from the atmosphere and then obviously the next logical step to that is global warming
1: so what can we do let's talk a little bit about solutions because you've traveled all over the world you're going to continue yep. to travel all over the world and you're observing firsthand how people are actually making a difference how yep. are people actually making a difference
2: um the, the the biggest i mean one of the simplest things you can do is when you get a flight because airlines and flights have a lot of carbon <laughs> carbon footprint um is to tick the box but it says hey do you want to pay the extra couple of bucks to offset you know the carbon footprint, and the answer should be yes. It is a difficult ask because most, because travel is expensive, and most people want to keep their their travel costs to a minimal. Um, but when it's a couple of bucks, it, you know, considering what's at stake, it really does help. These dollars go towards funding programs that do everything they can and all different kinds of programs in order to reduce carbon footprint. So where the airline themselves have an impact on carbon footprint by adding that little bit of tax or fee to your ticket that money goes to programs that will most certainly offset it and I get it people are people are a little wary of that again from a cost point of view and again from a um how do i know my money's going to the right place but i've done a little research and i can pretty much conclude that it's you know going to good programs
1: i think that is an important start right there yeah, it is, is. It's something that we can uh, just literally check off, pay a few more bucks, and know that there's going to be some kind of a change that exactly. happens.
2: It's, and, and it's small. It's a small difference, but you know everybody doing it together gives it a little bit of uh, weight.
1: And that's again, that's the bottom line and something that I think over over the course of our series we're going to be talking about is is how we can personally, make a difference. And certainly helping the communities where we're visiting is a big part of it. And as you're traveling, Ricky, what are you seeing as far as when people come to visit these locations and destinations where you're going, how are they making a difference as far as, as you say, leave no
2: trace? Right. Um, as far as the, the travellers making a difference, it's about them being aware. And very often, if they are travelling to places that have a, a lot of philosophy towards ecotourism, it is all kind of laid out for them when they get there. There's a lot of material there. There's a lot of interaction between the hosts and the, the tourists to say, hey, here's what we do. Here's why we do it. And I think also a lot of tourists, if they buy local Uh, and and invest some of their dollars back into the local community too. It really helps. It really helps set it off. Absolutely.
1: Well, let's talk about how people can get in touch with you and find out more because I think that's going to be another jumping off point as we create our collaboration here that people can go and, and look at your show, look at your website. How can we all get more connected with you?
2: Yeah, so here, here in, the United, in the United States, if you want to actually watch some episodes, um, we you can go to our website, is probably the, the most direct route, uh, leavenotrace.tv. Don't remember the dot .tv, it's not dot .com, it's dot .tv. Um, and as we renegotiate our second and third seasons with Amazon, um, season one has been on Amazon and season one, two together will be on pretty soon again. So, um, but definitely go check out the website.
1: Well, we definitely will go check out the website. And let's talk just a minute about really Leave No Trace. You have you named your show that. There's a whole thought about, around that. And I want to make sure that people understand that when they travel, we're seeing this right now just in our area in Western North Carolina. People are, are excited about being outside. They want to be in nature. We have beautiful natural resources here but people forget that when they're hiking or going out into the wilderness there are no garbage cans out there Mm -hmm. so when we talk about leave no trace it really means just being responsible and and carrying your stuff out
2: it does a lot of it is common sense also and look leave no trace is not even us as a tv show we're not suggesting that we leave absolute that we can leave absolutely no trace what we're suggesting is to strive towards it. Um, even in filming, we made mistakes. We were filming in the Amazon River one time, and the cameraman got off on a small island to film some monkeys, and the monkeys got really friendly. And one of them climbed up on him, and you know, he came back on the boat, and the guide was like, you know, that was terrible, you shouldn't have done that. If you have a disease or something, it can be transmitted. So again, we even make mistakes. So it's just stop, think, be sensible. Uh, and just give it that couple of extra seconds of, of common sense.
1: Well, Ricky, as I said, coming together and and being a collaboration right now of uh, speaking of travel and and leave no trace and being able to tell these stories, bring this information to people to be able to understand and and actually walk that walk. You know, so many of us have talked that talk. Now it's time to really get out there and walk it. And I just can't tell you how much I appreciate you being a part of speaking of travel and helping us by sharing your stories to create a better world.
2: Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm really looking forward to the next six months, I believe. right? Uh, that's what and we the have. Other to- thing, the other thing the listeners should know, too, is we're going to bring in some really, really cool people to add a little bit to the show. we got some amazing guests um, that, that are full of knowledge. So look, really looking forward to it, Malin. This is great.
1: Well, thank you so much, Ricky. And we'll be back next month with another episode of the Speaking of Travel plus Leave No Trace series. Until then, safe, slow travels. Bye, guys. Well, I can't tell you how much I love being able to share stories and travel tips and watch travel begin to grow again because nothing is really the same. Everyone is having to adjust to what it is like out there now. And that's why it's important to stay on top of the travel industry as it rebounds. And for many tourism leaders, they've already started creating experiences where visitors feel safe and have fun. And this has required a lot more pre-planning and figuring out new procedures. Well, for Kay Bentley, founder of the Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, being a travel leader means providing safe and responsible tours. Find out how she does it and why she is seeing more and more people having fun again. Stay tuned.
5: Spring is in the air here in Asheville, North Carolina, and we're so excited because now is the time to join Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours on their exciting 3-hour rooftop experience. You will enjoy city history, handcrafted drinks and food, breathtaking views, reserved seating, and a local guide leading the way. And they take care of the driving, too. Enjoy the VIP treatment on this TripAdvisor award-winning tour. Tours seven days a week. For more information, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com.
4: Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter and Mars. In other words, oh
1: Welcome back to Speaking I of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. As we navigated words, these unprecedented times together, baby. we've really never stopped believing in the power of travel. And for so many travel-related businesses, being able to adapt and enhance their policies has been very challenging. But they all have done something that is planning for the future and trying to stay as flexible as possible. Travel and tourism is beginning to grow again, but not by reverting to what it was, but by adjusting to what it is now, because everything we do in the world now is a little bit different. For Kay Bentley, founder of the Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, preparing to reopen during this unusual time and envisioning a future where visitors would feel safe required a lot more pre-planning and figuring out the new procedures. And today, Kay is leading the comeback in the travel and tourism sector by providing safe and responsible tours. And she's seeing more and more people having fun again. And Kay, it is so great to have you on Speaking of Travel.
5: Thank you, Marilyn. Thank you very much. It's great to be here.
1: Well, Kay, I follow you on Facebook and Instagram, and I just love seeing these pictures of people who are having so much fun on your rooftop bar tours. I know that COVID really affected your company last year. Give us a little idea of how you went from kind of that dark side to this place where you are today.
5: Yeah, the last year during COVID, um, obviously, our small business was, you know, devastated like a lot of small businesses across the country from closing down and staff being unemployed to, uh, you know, watching it slowly come back after North Carolina was opening up into the summer and fall. And uh, one of the biggest jumps for us, I mean, we were handling just small numbers. I mean, we started doing tours with two people and then four people, and then we held at six for a while, and we were adjusting what we were doing based on the availability at the rooftop bars. So, you know, we have five to six different partners that we work with, and each one has their own set times and you know, there are different hours, so we're having to navigate that, but, you know, one of the things that we're seeing now, and I think everyone is, as people are being vaccinated and more people are traveling, is, you know, it's really swung the other direction completely, and now it's... you know, for us, we're adding more tours to our schedule and doing that safely. But the other big thing is, is that we are still dealing with some staffing issues at the rooftop bars, you know, so they can't increase their hours of operation where we could potentially, you know, add more tours because they don't have the staff to do that. And um, so that is affecting us in a different way now. And then also, if we needed to add like possibly a rental van to our our fleet to, add an extra tour or two on any given day, those are very hard to come by. So um it's a whole different set of circumstances that we're dealing with now.
1: So there are more challenges even as you're opening up and, and having more and more people. Let's talk a little bit about your tour guests this year because again, as I'm as I'm looking at your pictures and uh, seeing these happy faces. It seems like you've got couples and, and larger groups. Are you seeing a, a change in the way that guests are, are finding you and, and taking your tours?
5: We we are seeing a change. Uh, we are doing a lot more private tours and a lot more group tours than we were before. We are getting a lot of family tours. I just talked with someone on the phone last night. They're They're booking for a tour next month and they have family coming in from four different states this will be the first time they've seen each other since 2019. And they're choosing to come on our tour uh, because they want to get a, a fresh overview of Asheville and, you know, see the views and everything in the history that we offer. So we are seeing that we're hearing stories that, you know, we're with people for three hours on the rooftops and we're hearing stories about where they have come. And maybe this is the first time they've really ventured out into traveling, you know, since COVID. So we're hearing a lot of like recovery stories from everyone along the way. And obviously, it's a topic that everybody, um, you know, joins in on the conversation with. Well, you've certainly got your, I guess you could
1: say your ear to the ground. You're hearing people's stories, where they're coming from. Can you give us some tips from, you know, all these conversations that you've had and observations that you've had with people who are traveling? Some tips for traveling and vacationing in 2021?
5: I would say the big word is planning, make your plans in advance, get those reservations in advance. We have had so many people that have come on our tours that, you know, didn't make dinner reservations and they arrive and they think that they will be able to find a restaurant where they can get reservations like the day of, or possibly um, even the week before. So I do not think that months in advance is, is not, too soon to plan, you know, what you're going to do and how you're going to do it when you get there. The other thing that we're seeing is that Uber and Lyft are slower in, in the city of Asheville right now. So we're even putting in our information that goes out to our tour guests to allow extra time for that because we've gotten text messages from frantic guests like, we're going to miss our pickup point and we're going to miss you. Can we can we get to the first stop because we thought we could get an Uber in 20 minutes when it, where it normally is. And now it's an hour and a half. I mean, some of them aren't that bad, but there is definitely, um, you know, a backup with that. And I think if people are traveling, you know, to any city, keep that in mind is that those ride shares, you know, could possibly have longer waits than you're expecting or that you have experienced in the past.
1: Well, everything continues to be changing almost on a daily basis and that's why it's so important to keep up to date with these types of tips so that you can be kind of tuned in to what the circumstances are out there and I know that your website really is a one-stop shop you offer a lot of really good information tell us how we can get more information Kay about Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours
5: uh, you can visit our website, which is Uh, There's a get in touch there that will send us an email. Our phone number is also there. So there's several different ways to get in touch with us. And we'll be happy to answer any questions uh, that anyone has about our tours and coming to Asheville in general.
1: And Kay, I just want to ask you a quick question here, because I, I've been on your tours a couple of times, and, and the history portion of the program that you do is just so fascinating, and as somebody who's lived here for a long time, you continually blow my mind with the information that you're getting. How do you find all of this history?
5: I, I read a lot. I listen to a lot of things. You know, I, I read several news, you know, news stories articles or items every morning. You know, we are living history every single day. So, you know, the changes that you're seeing in Asheville, um, you know, that is history right there, you know, and we tie that current stuff into, you know, how the city used to be. And, um, you know, and also we tell people what plans are for the future. They like to hear kind of where we are, and especially people that haven't discovered Asheville before, and now they they have, you know, they want to know all the things, you know, so we, we try to be as informative as possible, you know, as being locals and living here and working here.
1: Well, it's a wonderful combination of being able to offer people a, a slice of life and some history of Asheville and, and the surrounding area, as well as being on these wonderful rooftop restaurants and bars and, and being able to see our city from a bird's eye view. And I just want to thank you, Kay, for all you're doing and your team, what they're doing to to keep us safe
5: and, and happy. Thank you, Marilyn. Thank you so much. I appreciate being here and And we're happy to be a part of the Asheville community.
1: Well, today, as Kay was saying, it is so important to have these up-to-date travel tips. And things are still changing so fast. And it's important to know what's out there to help you reach your full travel potential. That's why I reached out to Tina Kinsey from the Asheville Regional Airport for some number one tips and some valuable advice if you're getting ready to fly anywhere. She wants you to be a savvy traveler and have fun and safe travels. So stay tuned.
0: Summertime is the perfect time to get out and explore North Carolina's Blue Ridge Mountains. Create your perfect vacation or staycation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com travel guide covers a nearly 100 mile radius in and around Asheville, North Carolina. With idyllic weather, beautiful scenery, and a variety of safe and memorable adventures. Western North Carolina is the place to be. Visit romanticashville.com today.
4: Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome
1: back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. For many people, after more than a year and a half of not traveling, travel continues to feel like something they're not yet ready to step into but it can still mean liberation and happiness. So the more you know about the best practices for getting out and about again without endangering your health or anyone else's, the more you'll be able to enjoy your travel time without having any problems. Some are really just common sense reminders, and luckily there are people in the airline and airport industry who can offer extensive first-hand knowledge on this matter. <coughs> And we're lucky to have Tina Kinsey, Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport to fill us in on some tips that will help you get through the airport without raising your blood pressure for you to have a pleasant experience in the air and arrive refreshed and ready to hit the ground running at your destination. And Tina, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to have you on Speaking of Travel.
6: Thank you i love being
1: here so tina you know even on the calmest days in the air flying certainly can be stressful there are the prospects of cancellations and delays maybe long lines at security maybe you're tight in your seats not to mention jet lag if you might suffer that when you arrive But we know that there are a lot of ways that we can have a better experience, and I want to talk to you about that and get some tips for you to help people understand what they can do when they get back out there again.
5: Sure,
6: absolutely. Where do you want to start?
1: Well, you know, one thing that people have still been asking me about is arriving early at the airport. Are there that many people at the airport? Do we really need to get there early? What do you think?
6: Well, I think now more than ever, um, it's important to be to arrive at the airport early. Um, You know, there are a lot of people getting back to the skies and we have more passengers now than we've ever had. It is just really a busy, busy time of air travel. Um, And then I think we're also seeing a lot of first time air travelers right now as well you know we we've all the whole world has been through something pretty traumatic in the last year and a half and there are people who are taking to the skies to do a a fabulous vacation or getaway that they've never done before they're going farther than they've been they're visiting gorgeous outdoor spaces but they're also going to see family because they're, you know, cleaving to those familial ties and loved ones. And, you know, all these things are happening. And so airports are full. Airplanes are full. Parking lots are full. And so it's really important to plan that extra time because a plane is not going to wait for you. If you get logged in a long line and you didn't get there early enough and you're cutting it close, that, that plane's not going to wait for you. So, you know, you got you to gotta really keep that in mind.
1: Well, I was just talking to somebody who had a recent flying experience, and this is another area I think that we really need to address. You were talking about parking, arriving on time, but there's also right now, just due to the, the reality of where we are right now as things are coming back, a couple of things. One, they were surprised that there was no water on the plane nobody was coming up and down it wasn't a long flight but still nobody was coming up and down with any beverages so what do you think people should do as a as they start to pack and look at what they're bringing as far as water and snacks and things like that
6: yeah absolutely so you know just look at how long your flight is going to be Keep in mind, there can be delays uh, because of weather or other issues. So you may have a longer travel day than you anticipated and tuck away some prepackaged snacks or, you know, some fruit or maybe even make a sandwich. You can still buy food and beverages in airports, but as things are coming back online you know, I, I've actually personally traveled and some places close um, later in the day staffing you know is still trying to get built back up to where it needs to be so sometimes these concessionaires in the airports can't have full-time hours so you know keep that in mind I always carry an empty water bottle with me. And most airports have water bottle filling stations. And once I go through security, I go ahead and fill up my water bottle. So I've got that with me, but you can usually buy bottles of water as well at an airport and just take that on the plane with you. And what about, what about
1: security? I know I have TSA Uh pre-check. Yes. TSA pre-check which you actually, at the Asheville Regional Airport, had TSA there, and that's when I went. I made an appointment. Are you going to be doing that again anytime soon?
6: We actually have another enrollment, mobile enrollment event for two weeks coming up very soon. Um, The bad news is all the appointments are filled. They filled up so fast, but that's because you're helping to get the word out that it's important to get TSA pre-checked. So, um, but we do have those events uh, pretty regularly. Uh, you just have to watch our website at flyavl.com.
1: Well, that is always the best place to get, to get that information. And I know when I traveled recently, one of the tips that I have been practicing, because it's not easy, but packing light, like really yes. being able to take one bag as a carry-on and then you have one bag that you can put under your seat. Talk about the importance of doing that, Tina.
6: Well, absolutely. You know, all the airlines have their own rules and regulations regarding the size of your carry-on that you are allotted when you buy a ticket, so you really need to pay attention to that. Some are larger than others, but... You know, the easier you can maneuver with your luggage, uh, you know, you need to be able to lift it, the quicker the process is for everyone around you to get settled to get in place for your travel day. And so it's important to do that. I mean, how many of us have packed for a trip and we only use a third of what's in our suitcase so you know we just need to challenge ourselves. I was
1: just talking to somebody the other day Who was talking about packing And she said a rule of thumb Pack your suitcase One suitcase And then take half out And if you're traveling And it's cold where you're going Then buy a coat Go yeah. into a vintage shop somewhere And buy something you know From that local place I just thought that was such a great idea And it definitely is a practice It's not easy yep. to do <laughs> Yes, it is. So Tina, tell us again, we talk about parking a lot, but I want to just talk about a little bit more because obviously people are thinking, wow, the airport's going to be crowded. I'm going to arrive early. Where am I going to park? And I know we can talk about this till the cows come home, but tell us again when we're at the Asheville Regional Airport, your parking situation there.
6: Sure. So we've got several options for travelers. Closest to the terminal, we've got Uh, surface lot parking and we call that the daily lot that is uncovered and you can just walk right to the terminal and then we have our uh, garage which is an, an excellent option you have you can cover your vehicle and you have covered entrance into the terminal and then we also have a remote shuttle lot just right across the street, and we run a shuttle uh, back and forth between that lot and just the front curb of the airport, that's a great option for people who can't pull their luggage very far, you know, who may have some mobility issues and might need to be just delivered right there to the front door so we have all of those options and then we have an hourly lot for people who just need to be here for a short period of time
1: that's wonderful it really makes it so much easier to get to the airport to know that there are options for parking to go through and arrive early and tina tell us again your website so people can get in touch
6: Absolutely. Visit us at flyavl.com. And there's lots of ways to plug in and engage with us.
1: Well, Tina, thank you so much. And, And as I've said, getting these travel tips, staying current is still very important because even though people are out and about traveling again, things are changing so quickly. So it's good to stay on top of what's happening. And we really appreciate you being here on Speaking of Travel. Thank you, Marilyn. Well, thanks, Tina, and thanks to Ricky and Kay for being on Speaking of Travel today. You know, these days, uncertainty is still the name of the game, especially around traveling. And although TSA numbers at airports are way, way up, people are making very deliberate choices about how and where they travel and also about why they want to travel, So for the interim, people are likely to take fewer, but maybe longer and slower trips with the journey and experience just as important as the destination. And I like to think people will become more responsible and mindful travelers and feel a deeper connection to the places that they're visiting. When we set out to travel again, be sure to engage with your local communities where you're visiting and support environmentally sustainable and safe practices. Because as we travel again, we're all going to have the responsibility to help rebuild the local economies that have been hit so hard, and also to help break down cultural barriers that divide us by being more compassionate and showing more empathy. People are being very positive and truly looking forward to traveling again. And the closer and closer we get to being out there, the more we'll be encouraged to do the things we've been putting on hold. So let's all agree that the rest of 2021 and beyond will be the time that we finally renew our joy of traveling and feel united again. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy.